senior players get recognized, Don Nealon gets immortalized, and for the better part of three quarters, Cincinnati gets pulverized. What a day here at Milan Pushkar Stadium in the 2023 home finale for the West Virginia football team. The Mountaineers do what multiple Don Nealon-led teams did while he was on the sideline here, dominate the Bearcats. 42-21 the final in Morgantown. Ryan Decker and Kevin Redfern here with you on the latest edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're sitting, we're standing, I guess, really, inside Milan Pushkar Stadium for the final time this season. And Kevin, what a way to close out the home portion of the schedule. 634 yards of total offense and a dominant performance by this WVU defense. Well, first of all, with that intro, Ryan, I mean, songwriting, lyricism, poetry, something might be in your future. I do what I can. Don't quit your day job. But yeah, absolutely. What a win for the Mountaineers. And uh, for those fans that stuck it out, maybe they uh, kept on to their tickets after the Houston and the Oklahoma State games, or they got them for cheap afterwards. They really got treated to two great games here at the end of the season. I think WVU outscored BYU and Cincinnati something like 79 to 28 in two games. Or so. And so, I mean, there, there's really no better way to finish the season. I mean, Neil would say maybe a better fourth quarter performance today in garbage time. Um, but it's ex- exactly what you're looking for in 5-1 and one at home isn't too shabby. Yeah, so Kevin, obviously a great team-wide performance in this one here tonight, but some great individual performances as well. You have to go all the way back to November 22, 2008. That was the last time West Virginia had two players rush for at least 150 yards. That was Pat White and Noel Devine against Louisville back then. Garrett Green, he rushes for 154 yards and has four total touchdowns on the day. Freshman Jaheim White, he has a great day, 200 yards rushing and two total touchdowns on the day. Those two were just off and running from the start. Garrett had a career high in rushing yards just in the first half and becomes the second player in WVU football history to throw for 200 and run for a buck 50 at least. Pat White, of course, the only other Mountaineer to do that. Garrett, you could really tell, more decisive in his running actions and Jaheim really starting to come into his own, Kevin, as a college football player. Yeah, a big conversation post-game about Garrett was the decision-making in the run game. I mean, we talk about making the right reads and whether to keep it or pull it in the passing game, but in this one, he took advantage of his design runs. Neil Brown said some of his bigger runs were on the design ones. And then when you scrambling today, a couple scrambles, but then also some kind of like second, third window passing opportunities, keeping his eyes downfield. I'm thinking on one second or third down to Cole Taylor, um, about a 15-yard pickup on the sideline. Plays like that. Those are next level plays and the ones that are, are a really good foundation to build off of going into your senior year. It really, I think this game just kind of shows how much of a blip on the radar last weekend was where just nothing really went right. You ran into a team in Oklahoma that was kind of searching, I think, for that dominant performance that it ended up getting. And to me, and the way this season is gone, maybe you knew you were going to have that game at some point. It ended up being last week. But this week shows, I think, and the previous weeks before that showed just how good of a football team this year's West Virginia football team can be. Now, of course, we promise we'll talk about Don Nealon and the seniors here in a little bit, but first, a quick recap of this game. West Virginia scores first and then takes a 21-0 lead with six minutes to go in the second quarter. Cincinnati scores late in the first half, but credit to WVU for marching down the field in 50 seconds to go back up by three touchdowns. Garrett Green runs for 56 yards on that drive alone, capping it off, capping it off I should say with a 26-yard touchdown run on a read option type play. That gave WVU all the momentum, and that is your first green mortgage turning point of the game. First green mortgage, your home is at the heart of what we do. The Mountaineers led by as much as 42-7 to in this one, and this was the type of performance, Kevin, I think we've alluded to it here a little bit. We had seen a couple weeks in a row against BYU, UCF. We had seen it at times this year, but again, 
last week a blip on the radar. WVU back to what they had been doing. Mm -hmm. And after the BYU game, Neil Brown said it was the most complete victory. He kind of retracted it a couple of days later. But, I mean, now looking at it, this game Saturday against Cincinnati mm -hmm. was their most complete game of the season. Taking care of business now, you just look at that Houston game. I mean, WVU's kind of taken care of business in the games they should have this year. They've lost some competitive ones. And then you look at that Houston one, it's a little bit of a saying. Um, but beating the teams they should here at the end of the season, and that's pretty much all you can ask for. This Big 12 conference has just been so wonky at times this year. You think Oklahoma State came in here to Milan Pushkar Stadium, played really well and dominated that game for most of that one. They go on the road to a UCF team that West Virginia dominated for basically four quarters and get run out of the building. BYU today on Saturday gave Oklahoma fits for a while. I know Oklahoma ended up winning that game and Dylan Gabriel went down at one point, but still BYU a team that West Virginia dominated gives Oklahoma fits. And then you think about the Cincinnati team, you just alluded to it. West Virginia couldn't get over the hump against Houston. Cincinnati goes into Houston and gets a win in, in the Big 12 over that Cougar squad. Come into Morgantown and just get spanked up and down the field. This Big 12 has just been absolutely insane this year. Right, yeah, and it's only going to get crazier uh, year to year as these four new teams this year continue to kind of get their feet wet with the landscape, and then we welcome some more. Um, but, yeah, it, it, a lot of people have said this this year, even last year, but the Big 12 is probably the most fun conference in college football. Move over fun belt. Yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> and and I, I don't have an argument against that. So West Virginia improves to 7-4 and four on the season, 5-1 and one at home this year. We'll hear from First Green Mortgage and then hear from the head coach Neil Brown following Saturday's win over Cincinnati here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. Searching for a mortgage lender that's 100% local, personal, and focused on home loans? First Green Mortgage has been serving West Virginia for more than 35 years, and they can assist you with every step of your home ownership journey. Visit them in Bridgeport or Morgantown or at fgm.bank. Ryan Decker and Kevin Redfern here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast following West Virginia's 42-21 win over Cincinnati here at home. Let's listen in to what a victorious Neil Brown had to say after the victory over the Bearcats on Senior Day. On a day that, that we honored um, the all-time winningest coach, the most successful coach, and uh, one of the, one of the, the best men um, that has been in the game of college football, um, and I think only fitting, you know, his first game as the head coach here at West Virginia was against Cincinnati. Um, he gets uh, immortalized in the stadium in, in a game that, that we won convincingly. Uh, versus Cincinnati and so uh, had a little extra pressure on us to, to come out and win tonight or win today with uh, with him getting honored um, but glad we could get get it done and uh, I'm glad our crowd gave him a, a long ovation there the event last night a ton of former players and, and people connected to the program during his tenure were there and I'm just glad he got to enjoy that and what a well-deserved, well-earned honor, and uh, just happy for him and his family. And a lot of, a lot of great grandkids and, and, and grandkids there, and, and, and really most of his family was here to enjoy that. So I want to start with that. And uh, the, the next group is really happy for the guys that walked today. You know, you, you look at those guys, and um, there's a core group there that really has established how we, the standard of how we work here. And Guys are going to be sorely missed when, when this is all done this year. Um, but glad that they came out and performed. That's a, that's a really hard emotional deal. And, and I don't know if, if you haven't done it, uh, you go, this is a physical game that that's, there's only one way to play it. And you have to walk on the field and you see your family members there. And you're immediately your mind goes to all the years you've been playing football. And then how fast this whole college deal went. 
And then about two minutes after that, you got to go, you know, so you got all this emotions that are, that are flowing through, and then you got to go out and play a regular game. And, and those guys not only did that, but they played at a really high level. And so excited for them. You know, and we finished really strong here at home. Last two home games were resounding wins. Uh, five and one at home. You know, we'd love to have the one we, we, we let get away there in the fourth quarter, but it's a tough place to play, and, and, and I thought we did a nice job uh, playing some really good football here at home for the, for the home fans. I'll start with offense. Really just a dominant performance. Um, we, uh, I think we punted one time, and, you know, stats speak for themselves. We ran for 424 yards, threw for another 200, um, you know, two over two uh, – 100-yard rushers, and, you know, I thought it was dominant. And it starts up front with our offensive line. You know, the Joe Moore Award, which goes to top offensive line, uh, came out with their semifinalist. And, and I thought it was an absolute, complete farce that our guys weren't involved in that. Um, I don't know uh, what the criteria is for that, but coming in the game, we were seventh in the country. We'll be in the – we should be probably in the top five after this game. Um, we ran for 424. Uh, we were seventh in the country and fewest sacks allowed. So – you look at those stats, and and I would make a hard argument we're the best offensive line in the country, but we definitely should be a semifinalist for that. And and I hope when they when they get the finalist out, they'll reconsider that and actually watch some film because, uh, um, and 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 that was something that our our guys took offense to today. They took it out on Cincinnati. It's something that I thought was a slap in the face to our program. And uh, and again, I hope I hope. They look at the, our body of work, and, and we can be recognized as a finalist down the road. Garrett bounced back. He's the ultimate competitor and knew he would play well after not playing as well last week. I thought he was, he, he was uh, really, really good today. And Jaheim White, you know, you keep seeing him. He's been getting better. He's getting better. Um, you know, him, you know, continuing to learn how to practice is really paying off. Um, he, he was elite today. Ryan Decker and Kevin Redfern here with you on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. So, Kevin, we may have buried the lead here a little bit, but legendary head coach Don Nealon was immortalized at the end of the first quarter on Saturday. He's the all-time winningest head coach in program history. 149 of his 202 career wins came at WVU. He was 5-0 and against Cincinnati. Obviously worthy of the honor for sure. That was great to be here for that as well. And I got a chance to speak with some of his former players here in the end zone at one point before he he was immortalized and, and during this game. And it was just, you can just tell how much these guys revere him and appreciate the fact that they got to play for a guy like Don Neal. And many of his former players now coaches at different levels of the game of football or went on to have great careers at the next level in football. And you can tell how much his influence on them still sticks with them so many years later. So that was just really great to see and we're going to have some of those interviews on our website this weekend for people to be able to check out uh brian joseviak was one of them as well so don nealon gets immortalized during the game and senior players kevin they get honored before the game today yeah fantastic showing too from the seniors we had i think 12 of them walk today um highlights too i mean lee coba beanie bishop to the, probably the biggest face is on the defense. Um, and, and Lee Koba had a great game. He was the team's leading tackler. He's done that a couple times this season. He also had a sack, a pre-birthday sack. Is, I think we learned today his birthday is, is on Sunday. Uh, so great day for Lee Koba, who's kind of had an up-and-down season. Beanie Bishop 
gets recognized and talk about a guy who's only going to spend one year at WVU and leave a lasting impact. He had a pass deflection and I overheard in the press box say he's one uh, pass breakup away from the WVU uh, season record. In, yeah. So there's a good chance he could tie or break that uh, next week against Baylor. And, and then obviously uh, some other great performances too. Malachi Ruffin, he was recognized pregame. Neil Brown television show guest shows out with a pass breakup uh, after appearing on the show. And, and maybe the biggest impact guy who maybe people aren't thinking about was Doug Nestor. Now, he didn't really play today, uh, battling with an injury. He's done that a couple times this season. But a cool moment for him to get recognized and then be out there for victory formation at the end of the game, get that last moment here at Milan Pushkar Stadium. A couple other guys we didn't uh, mention, but overall, good ceremony, great day for the Mountaineer seniors. And so one guy who did walk on this senior day, who still has eligibility left, we should remind people, was Zach Frazier, the center. He was in a, a really a star-studded battle today with Dante Corleone for much of this game and really held his own. I mean, again, I, I've been watching Zach for most of this season because I think we kind of know this might be it for him or likely will be it for him in a WVU uniform. But today I was locked in on him a couple times, and every time I was locked in, he was handling Dante Corleone, who's an All-American caliber player. Uh, so clearly Zach Frazier, one of the better centers. Yeah, and if you want to bring the pitchforks out at me for not mentioning Zach Frazier there, by all means, that's, that's well-deserved. Obviously Frazier's the headline there. So this this very well could have been his last home game yeah. as as a WVU player. It likely will be. I, th I think we can, you know, he was asked about this a couple weeks ago and said he's going to worry about that when the season's over, when it becomes that time to make that decision. But uh, certainly he's got the ability and the skill level to play at that next level right now. And, uh, you know, so I think the fans here were possibly treated to his last game as a Mountaineer as well. But that, again, remains to be seen. But truly a special day here at Milan Puskar Stadium. And that does it for the home portion of the schedule this year. But West Virginia has two more games left to play at Baylor next week to close out the regular season. Now, that game time is currently TBD. Likely will be announced later tonight or Sunday morning, depending on when you're listening to this. And then WVU will play in a bowl game sometime in the month of December. We will learn when and where that is uh, on December 3rd, I believe is the date we will learn. I know the Pop-Tarts Bowl representative was here. That is the one that a lot of people are rooting for, Kevin, maybe not just in our office, but elsewhere, because who doesn't love a great Pop-Tart? Right, yeah. What, what do you plug in there? What's the number one flavor? S'mores. S'mores, okay. Yeah. Well, took the words right out of my mouth. Yep, so Kevin, any final thoughts here from the stadium? Our final time, you know, doing yeah. the podcast from here, at least this year. Yeah, I mean, we touched on Garrett Green a little bit at the beginning. This is probably his best game as a Mountaineer. And uh, earlier in the week, Neil Brown said that they were going to kind of thin down the offensive passing catalog in order to help Green help his reads. And then post-game, Neil Brown says that they only ran three or four run concepts today. So West Virginia runs a very bare-bones offense, scores 42 points, probably their best offensive performance against an FBS team this season. Maybe something to think about going into the last week of the season, going into another year with Garrett Green as your quarterback. Maybe uh, less is a little bit more offensively. I, I, that's just a big takeaway I had. Um, and... and Obviously, Garrett Green will continue to develop with age and wisdom, too, and the playbook will expand, but something pretty interesting. So Baylor, West Virginia's upcoming opponent, did fall today on this Saturday, 42-17 in Fort Worth. So Baylor sitting at 3-8 and eight right now. You know They won't have much to play for next week other than you know pride, pride for themselves in, in senior day as well in Waco. So, you know, certainly you know, Waco has been a place where it's been hard to win for West Virginia at times, so certainly a big one because as Neil Brown kind of alluded to uh, after today's win, you know, seven wins is nice. 
Eight wins is great. Nine wins, which West Virginia can still accomplish if you win at Baylor and then win your bowl game. That puts you in a different category in, in, in WV football lore, especially since joining the Big 12. Uh, certainly does so it still can be a, a very great season here in Morgantown for West Virginia but tonight's win starts a big weekend for WVU Sports not just this football team an NCAA tournament men's soccer game is on Sunday at 2 p.m. you can see that on ESPN plus Nick Farrell will be on the call for that West Virginia at home versus Louisville the winner advancing to the Sweet 16. The women's basketball team also plays at home tomorrow as well. GoldenBlueNation.com is the place to find all the latest news on the Mountaineers. For one final time this season here at Milan Pushkar Stadium, the house that Don Nealon built, that's Kevin Redfern. I'm Ryan Decker. This has been the Golden Blue Nation Podcast.